Peace, peace, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Fitness is a Habit podcast. I'm your host, Cliff Stanford. Appreciate y'all rock with me, man. Wherever you listen to your podcast, wherever you're listening to this one, be sure to share uh, share the word, subscribe, invite other people to check it out, for real. Um, excited to be back with you guys, man. Have a really special episode. Uh, have a special guest that I'm going to be introducing here in just a minute. But just wanted to, wanted to touch on something. I've become a big fan of of podcasts, curating podcasts, obviously, but I subscribe to a bunch of different podcasts, all different types of podcasts. So I want to take a, a, a minute to share one with you guys that I, I have subscribed to. I don't listen to it as consistently as I need to, I'm realizing. I just re- listened to an episode that's really, really good. It's done by a friend of mine. His name is Mark Allen Shelsky. He has a website, markallenshelsky.com. And the the most recent episode he did, he was talking about mental habits. And you got to check it out. But I'm going to, one of the points that really stuck with me was he talked about the energy that you put into mental processes or the things that you get really good at. Obviously, it's a, it's a, Simple idea. It makes a ton of sense. But if you think about it, if you put a lot of energy into worrying, then you're going to be really, really good at worrying. Whatever habit you you develop, you, you just become really good at that habit. And I thought about that as this podcast is about developing habits to work towards wellness, to work towards wholeness. That's something that I want to spend a little bit more time processing and thinking about Where am I putting my mental energies? Because wherever I put those energies, those are the things that I'm going to be good at. So a really interesting concept. I'd I'd invite you to check it out once again. He has a website. It's markallenshelsky.com. And uh, he's got a number of episodes there. He's also a writer. And there's uh, information on his book that's there as well. His podcast is called The Apprenticeship Way. So you can check that out wherever you listen to your podcast. But shout out to my guy, Mark Shelsky. Uh, something else that I want to let you guys know about some upcoming episodes of the podcast contributed to the fitness is a habit. David Jackson, also known as DJ OG one is going to be presenting a, an episode where it's a panel, a panel discussion on men's health. And it's really, really good. It's going to be something that will be ongoing as, as OG uh, continues to contribute to the fitness is a habit network. But this was this is something that we've talked about for a while, having an opportunity to have conversations as men. A lot of stuff that we don't necessarily talk about as men. And this first one was was really, really good, really powerful, especially if you know OG's story and the things that he has overcome in the last several years. So be on the lookout for that. That one's going to be dropping fairly soon. Okay, y'all. So like I said, I'm excited for this one. This is something that I've wanted to do for a while, have this person on as a guest and uh it's cool to have her on this episode for a number of reasons, but without any further ado, I'm going to ask her to introduce herself to the audience. I'm Mrs. Stanford. <laughs> yeah, my wife is a, is is a is a guest on the Fitness is a Habit podcast. What up? Hello. How you doing? Good. Thank you so much for jumping on the podcast, man. This is pretty cool. My pleasure. So, like I said, it's something that we've been talking about doing for a while because obviously we have a few things that we can talk about, which is which is which happens. But this weekend is pretty special and really grateful to have you on the podcast 
for the first time, especially this weekend, because we have a celebration this weekend. Yep. We nine, are nine. celebrating... 25 years marriage. It's crazy. That's, wait, wait a minute. That's where we need to do that. <laughs> 25 years of marriage, man. So first off top, thank you. Thank you for, no, for rocking me for 25 you. years. <laughs> um, yeah, man, it's crazy when you think about. Wait, you can't forget the six years before. Oh, okay. All right. So Six years dating, mm-hmm. 25 married mm-hmm. is 31. It's a long time, dude. I've been with you longer than I've not in, in the time I've been on this planet. We have friends that are younger. <laughs> than we've been married. We've been yes. Married. That's that's pretty interesting. It's funny that you mentioned that because I was at the bank earlier and the teller who I was who was helping me, um, just small talk as he was helping me, and he asked, oh, so what are you doing this weekend? And I said, I'm celebrating my 25th wedding anniversary. Oh, that's so great, this, that, and the third. He was a young guy, like younger than... 25 probably but it was interesting to me that even he recognized that that's a that's a significant thing like 25 years is a milestone it's a long time yeah and i think that we realize that unfortunately that's not it's not necessarily the norm as it once was i think we see people who are are for various reasons don't necessarily make it to shoot five years sometimes let alone 25 years so very, very grateful, very blessed, feel very, very blessed to have to have reached this milestone with you, 25 years marriage. So um, so wanted to talk about talk about a couple of things, but really kind of starting off with that um, as we think about reaching this milestone and the journey to 25 years, it's been it's been pretty smooth. I mean, no ups and downs. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been very no challenges whatsoever. <laughs> Who are you married to? <laughs> But when you recollect, when you know, you're thinking back um, to to the the, the the years that we've had an opportunity to spend together, reflecting. I'm I don't know, maybe because I'm getting older, I'm sort of I go through these these stages of of reflecting. What do you what do you what stands out to you as as you know, kind of the biggest the biggest thing when you look back on the last twenty five years? I think overall, maybe it's getting a little bit easier. So that's something that when I look back, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I think it's getting easier. Sometimes I think that way. Yeah. I think overall, I think that way. What do you think is the, it, what, what's been the, in the 25 years, what's, what's the thing that stands out to you as being the biggest, um, I hate using the word obstacle, but I mean, I think that's probably a good description. Like what's the thing that we've, that you feel like we've overcome the biggest thing that we've overcome coming from different backgrounds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my wife's from Hawaii and I'm from Louisiana. Well, yeah, I'm from Louisiana pretty much, kind of. But she's definitely from Hawaii. So what is that supposed <laughs> to mean? It means that that's where you live. That's like pretty much the only place you've lived, really. Yeah, yeah. Um. So so culturally, there there are definite differences there that I I I don't think I gave that a lot of. Well, I take that back. So I definitely did give it a give it thought it was one of the reasons that I wasn't I didn't feel like I was strong enough to live in the south in the deep south in a mixed relationship so obviously recognizing that there was a you know that there was a difference but beyond that I didn't really recognize the impact as we continued on as a married unit as a married couple um how having 
just different upbringings would impact moving forward. And I think that there's been definite positives to that. I think it's exposed me to some things that I, I would not have been otherwise, but there have been some, um, some wonderful challenges. <laughs> I was wondering what you're going to say. <laughs> that, that, but I, I think that that's also created growth in how I move just in life too, by having these different experiences and learning how to navigate that. So, and what do you think is for you? What is the number one challenge in our relation in our twenty five years of marriage? I think, I think learning how to be married. I think learning how to be a husband. Learning how to provide for someone other than myself. I think for us. I think I'll speak for myself. I didn't I didn't have the opportunity to have that blueprint or that that example of a father figure and um a a a, a marriage uh mother and father in in the home because of unfortunate circumstances. So a lot of it, a lot of figuring it out as I went. And we know that anytime you're learning something there are, there are challenges, there are obstacles. And the thing that we know with, with any relationship, especially with the marriage relationship, is that it's ever evolving because we are evolving as, as individuals in our work lives, in our school lives, in our friendships, relationships outside of that marriage unit. And so we bring these new experiences to the marriage unit and then we have to figure out, well, how does that fit in and how do I navigate that? So I think for me that's probably been the biggest, the biggest um, yeah, the biggest challenge is trying to learn how do I how do I live my life as a good husband as a good partner as a good supporter and um and 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 move towards towards that oneness that 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 unity that that family unit and in that sense I would agree with you I feel like it has gotten easier as we've gotten older but I think it's because we have a little bit of practice now <laughs> so getting got older. my reps in, yeah. But you're doing good. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to know that all the practice I put in is is you know paying off. Anyway, so uh, excited for excited for the weekend. We have a couple things planned. Nothing like nothing crazy. Um, we had some big plan, like some we talked about having some big plans like ten years ago that we wanted to do for our twenty fifth. But yeah. you know what though. We're we're getting to spend time together, in and shooting bow and arrow. Yeah, I've never done that before. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, but it'll be nice. It'll be nice, and that's one of the other things I think that I've learned to value is the value is the value of time time together. I value, I I I value more than more than a lot of things because that is the that is one of the things that you cannot get back when time is gone it's gone things things come and go things can be replaced we see that in some fashion in unfortunate situations whether it's natural disasters or whatever and people lose everything and they have to start all over they can replace things but the one thing that you cannot replace is time and so i've i've come to really really value time so looking forward to to kind of hanging out and spending some time me too yeah yeah um if you if you could go back in time and tell your, your younger self um, something about 
you know, what, what, what words of wisdom would you share with your, with your younger self now looking back over? Stop being so selfish. <laughs> All right. That was definitely emphatic. Um, that's, 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 that's interesting. Expound on that. Selfishness. That's the reason why we fight. All th- that's why people get divorced. Mm-hmm. Self, 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 self. And unfortunately, I think that that's a part, that's a societal issue. I think that, and I look at it in two different, I, I look at it two different ways. I, I did not think I was selfish. <coughs> and I, I have, I have come to understand that selfishness can manifest itself in a couple different ways. I think that self, selfishness for me can mask itself to a certain degree of self-preservation of protecting protecting myself mm-hmm. and protecting myself in in not even not even necessarily physically but in terms of my identity feeling like I don't want to lose who I am and it's interesting that you mentioned the cultural differences that we have because I think that that's a way where that where that can be a, re- a reality not wanting to lose um, who I am that way and you realize some of that is some of that can be, and I think for me, if I'm going to be honest with myself, in some ways that was that was that was selfish, selfish of me. Because I think you can navigate building, holding on to who you are, sharing who you are, sharing the joys of being different, um, but do that in a positive, healthy way. But again, I think that that to a certain degree, that is a societal issue now when we look at how it's very, very easy to put ourselves on a on a on a platform and you know how i feel about social media social media is a great place to do that shout out to my guy hanif we had a very good conversation about that of being very very careful of not putting ourselves into a position of worship by putting ourselves out there to get specifically to get a response from other people and as we think about physical mental and spiritual wellness and wholeness i think that's something that um we should be careful that we're not doing that. We're putting, we're creating ourselves as idols to other people. And I think selfishness can fall right into that. So it's pretty deep. Yeah. You know how I am. I'm super deep, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so looking forward, looking forward now, getting ready to, to have this celebration of 25 years. What are some of the things that you're looking forward to, um, moving forward because that 25 years is, is truly a milestone. So then you, you reach that milestone. And for me, I feel like, okay, now what's the next thing I want to, I want to work on. I want to work towards what would you, what's on your to-do list. Getting out of debt. That's always a and good preparing one. for retirement. It's big. It's big. Cause we are getting closer. To, we're, we're closer to retirement now than we ever have been before. Mm-hmm. And staying healthy so that we can enjoy the golden years. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is, which is powerful, you know, and we, I think when I think of debt, oftentimes I think of financial debt, but there is, there is getting out of that, that illness debt. And what I mean by that is if I am not putting effort into being well, being healthy, I have to work that much harder to get healthy. And that's a, that's a sense of illness debt, I think. So, so yeah, financial debt, but then also, also illness debt is something that will be cool to work towards moving forward. We had the opportunity to to learn some tools specifically for that, especially when it comes to physical and and mental and spiritual wellness. Last year, um, 
we went to a wellness retreat that you introduced me to. So um, can you talk a little bit about what that was, how you learned about it and, and uh, shared it with me? It was through work. Adventist Health has a Take 10 program in St. Helena, California. And 10 habits, 10 days of healthy living, getting, what am I trying to say? Getting uh, healthier and just being able to live better. Mm, yeah. And learning that food is medicine. Which was, which was really, really cool, that concept, that idea of food being medicine. So we did that, we did that last year in California. Mm-hmm. And um, I haven't spent a lot of time in California. I think that was maybe only the third or fourth time I'd been to California. Um, but it was a beautiful place that we went to. Um, uh, t- town, city, town, area. St. Helena. St. Helena. Well, Saint Napa, Saint a lot of wine people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It we, was saw, we saw the comedian. Oh, yeah, walking through... I remember the town that we were in. We were walking through, just kind of talking, and I didn't just recognize her voice. She was talking to someone, and I recognized her voice. And I looked up, and uh, yep, sure enough, it was Maya. Uh, Maya, Maya Rudolph. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was pretty. That was pretty cool. You know, star sighting. Didn't didn't bother her. Didn't ask for a picture. Didn't ask for an autograph. But that was pretty cool. But yeah, man, it was cool. It's called Take 10. Ten. Like 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 Marlene said, ten days. And we learned 10 habits and maybe in future episodes, we can kind of talk about those habits and how we were taught how to ap- apply those habits to our, our daily lives. Um, what, what's one of the things that, that stood out to you the most? One of the things that you, that you took from that week that you, um, you know, continue to apply to, to your day-to-day life? Drinking enough water so you have two clear shishis a day, peas a day. <laughs> That's yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and just understanding the value of staying hydrated. I think it's really easy as a society to, and I don't know, man, I feel like, I feel like there's a move, there's a movement now in general for people to be more aware and more healthy. And I think you see people walking around with water hydro bottles. Flask. And, yeah. Hydro flasks and those sorts of things. But, um, but we really, un- we, we learned specifically what happens when you don't drink enough water and they created a really great way for us to stay hydrated they gave us some, some nice water bottles and we had um, different flavored waters fresh mint and you know, other infused waters that they provided for us the whole the whole 10 days that was really really cool mm-hmm. um one of the things and how much water do you drink now i'm sorry and how much water do you drink now oh, i'm sorry I, I couldn't hear what you said <laughs> <laughs> not nearly enough i do keep a water bottle at my desk the trouble is I keep it at my desk and then I'm out working with patients and I don't have time to go to my mm-hmm. desk to get it. So, but I'm working on it. Me too. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I, that I took from uh, the, the week that we were there was the O2 cocktails. Mm-hmm. We, I didn't know what it was at first when I saw it on the, like, we're going to do O2 cocktails every day. And I thought it was like a, a, a oxygen bar. That's what I thought it was, but it's, it's literally going out and getting some oxygen, taking some time to go out and walk especially after eating. And that was, that has been very powerful for me because I realized if I go just take a 10 minute walk after I eat lunch at work, I feel so much better. I feel so much more in, um, invigorated for the afternoon. I don't get that, you know, all that, that lethargy after eating, you know, a big yeah, it helps sandwich. with your digestion. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the O2 cocktail is definitely one that, um, that I, that I take with me. So but yeah, I'd love to talk more about more about the Take Ten program in in some upcoming epi- uh, episodes of Fitness is a Habit. I would love to do that with you if you'd be so kind as to return to a future episode of Fitness yes. is a Habit. Okay. 
That's what's up. That's what's up. So I see you have a list of questions there. So let's do this, man. We're going to take a quick break, come right back. And then I'm going to give you an opportunity to flip the script and you can ask me some questions right here on the Facebook podcast. So um, I'm nervous now. You got you got like oh you got like no. a list of questions there. No, and not all of them I'm gonna use. Okay, all right. So what's up? So when we pray together, mm-hmm. why do you think it is that when we pray together, our relationship thrives? Wow, that's a good question. I think for me, it's an opportunity to truly be together. So what I mean by that is I think a lot of times when we are going through our day-to-day lives, even doing things together, um, I think we are, we're doing things and our focus is on the other thing. Whereas I think when we have time to, to pray together, the focus truly is on, on the unity that we're asking the Lord to um, help grow in us. So those are times that we are connected, truly connected, without outside influence, without necessarily worrying about things aside from what we're focusing on right there, which is oneness. But with my belief in 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 the spiritual journey that we're on, we are inviting we are inviting the Lord to to be a part of that, actively, openly inviting. And so I think that's an answer to that request. I think that's where it comes from. Okay. <laughs> Good answer. So it's been, I don't know, how long has it been? I know it's been more than two weeks. Mm-hmm. We have been doing something new at bedtime. Tell everybody what that is and how that's impacted you. So from the t- it's funny, too, because from the time that I was a child, I can remember going to bed um, with the radio on, and I'd fall asleep to the radio or I'd even go to bed with headphones on. I just fall asleep with headphones on, wake up in the middle of the night and pull them off. And more recently I've, I've become um, a YouTube addict. And so I go to bed watching YouTube videos or catching up on email or whatever the case may be. And um, we watched a program recently that talked about the impact of having electronics in the bedroom and from a health standpoint, how that's not, very healthy. And I'm, I can't quote the specific studies, but for the last couple of weeks, we have kept all the electronics out of the bedroom, no iPads, no cell phones. And it's funny because the first night that I didn't have my phone or, or iPad there, I didn't fall asleep looking at these. I woke up the next morning. And I said to you, man, I slept so good last night. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sure if it was just like I had a hard day and I was tired but then it was consistent, not not having that there. Um, it's just slept so so much better, and so I I don't I don't miss it. I don't miss having that there, which I thought it would be really hard for me to fall asleep without it. But no, it's been it's been pretty cool. I like for us to discover those types of things and do those things together, mm. like how when we both decided we're never eating chicken again because. It's grossing us out. I mean, and we both did it together. We both did no electronics. I like doing those types of things that impact our life. Yeah. 
and it feels it feels like it's a great opportunity to to have that support system when we do it together versus one of us finding something and saying oh i'm doing this come on board go and do your thing (laughs) okay so what do you think is the best way to keep our love alive I, I know this I know this intellectually and I know this via experience and I say it to younger couples whenever I have or younger individuals whenever I have the opportunity to is just keep dating. Like don't stop dating. Remembering it sounds clicheish, but remembering all of the things that I did to win you over in, in the beginning, when you didn't when you didn't know who I was the energies that go into um, getting getting you to fall in love, continue to do those things. Just don't stop dating. Aww. I'm winning brownie points over here. That's a good answer. You didn't know I was going to ask that question. No, but I but I do I do truly believe that. Um, it's, it's similar to what I was talking about at the beginning of the podcast, listening to Mark's podcast and that idea of developing that habit, that thought habit, that, 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 you know, whatever you, whatever you put your energies into, those are the things that you're going to be good at. And so I think if you put your energies into expressing love or seeking love or, or sharing love, you get good at that. And I think once you stop doing that, then you're, that, that doesn't grow. So. That's okay. And you do it well. Thank you. That's why you plan trips well. Yeah. The trips being like, like we don't really go nowhere, but you know what I mean? <laughs> but when we do go, we go. Yes, yes. Pretty, yeah. Okay. How do you describe, how you describe, how do, <laughs> sorry. How do you describe others about me? Oh, how do you describe me to other to people? other people? Wow, that's a great question. Um, and then I get to answer. Okay. Um, it's for me, it's, it's actually pretty easy to highlight so many of the things that I, that I love about you, the things that you do, your, your ability to be an advocate for things, things and people that you believe in. So I think of what you do, and I've said this for years, the work that you do, um, like your nine to five job, you've always, you come home and you tell me these stories of how you fight for, for people's rights. You make sure that people have the things that they need. I think that that's, I think that that's a very, very special gift. The things that you believe in, you put energies into, whether it be some of the, some of the amazing things that you've done for celebrations, for family and friends, um, the care that it sounds silly, but the care that you provide for, for our dog. Um, you know, you have this, you have this, this place in your heart that you are able to express and put, put that love into action, um, in a way that that's not, I I know for me, I don't necessarily, I don't feel like I have that, that thing, whatever that is. Um, obviously your beauty, tell everybody about how beautiful you are. Um, so, I mean, I think, um, I think those are the things that that come to mind typically when I'm describing when I'm describing you to people, just sort of sharing the stories of the things that you do to express, um, and to express that that love to those around you. 
Oh, I'm tearing up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love talking about my husband. And actually, a lot of people know you at work. So like Becky or Jewel. And so they'll kind of chime in like, oh, yeah, he's such a good guy. But I do. I always say you're kind hearted. Oh, now I'm going to cry. <laughs> you're always so thoughtful and sweet. Compassionate. And I like the person I am when I'm with you versus when I'm not with you. I don't know if that makes sense. You got like a split personality or something? You single over here? People tell me I'm bipolar all the time. I need to be on medication. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. That's very, that's very, very thoughtful. But I also believe, and I think you've even shared this with me, and I, I do believe it's true. And this goes back, I think, to what we were talking about in terms of our cultural differences. I think a lot of, a lot of, I believe a lot of the, those things that you mentioned about me being a good person, they are in great part because of the thing, being married to you, I think has brought a lot of those things out. Um, so, so I think, you know, kudos to you for, for helping to create that. <laughs> more questions more questions okay i have another question i cannot see because i'm crying <laughs> what is the first thing you think about when you see me like if you haven't like say i'm gone for a while or no, no not even for a while the next, every day <laughs> just what is the first thing you think of when you see me Wow, that's a tough question. PG. <laughs> that's a tough question. Well, I mean, and I think it's, that's a tough question. On a daily basis, it's hard to answer that question because our lives are so full. My life is so full that every moment that, you know, I'm always, I'm always involved in, in one thing or another. I think it's easier to answer that question um, if we're, if one of us is traveling alone. I think when I see you again, there's a sense of, of being complete. Like there's a sense of there, there's that, there's that, there's that sense of, of emptiness when you're not there. So when we are then once again together, there's that sense of being whole. I agree. You know, getting, being able to, to celebrate 25 years of, of marriage, you are, you know, the Bible says that and two shall become one. And I feel that. So when, so when you're not there or when I'm not there, there is that sense of not being not being whole. So I think that's what I think about when I see you after not having seen you for a while. I'm going to like edit out all the quiet space. <laughs> I'm crying. Okay. That's a good answer. Honey. It's truth, man. Because I like it even more because you don't know the questions I'm going to ask you. Oh, you know, it's easy to it's easy for it's it's easy to ask these questions, be answer these questions because they're all I mean it's all real. So, what goals do you have for us, say in the next year? Well, I would like to be have a have a greater focus on on wellness. I think utilizing tools like the education and the tools that we got from take 10, I would like to better put those into practice consistently. 
um, using tools like a fitness, fitness is a habit podcast and blog and the community that is community that is associated with this to just be healthier. Um, I will, if the Lord says the same, I'll be blessed to reach 50 years old next year. And, you know, I, I would like to be healthier at 50 than I was at 40 or even 30. 25. Yeah. Um, and I, my, one of my reasons for, for, uh, having that be a goal is, is because I think being healthier will allow me to be a better husband, a better spouse, a better partner, a better friend, because I'll, I'll have, um, I know I'll have more mental clarity. I know that I will be more, just being more physically fit. I'll be able to do more. Um, I, I'm sure I'll be much nicer to be around. So I think that's, that's, that's one of my top And you goals. look even more fine. <laughs> it's just a bonus. That's just a bonus. But I mean, I think that's one of my top goals. Um, and then, um, you know, I would like to, well, we have, we have a big event that we're looking forward to, uh, next, next year. And as we work towards those sorts of things, finding, finding ways to, um, find projects and tasks that we can do together. We've talked about, you know, having a little garden in the backyard or, you know, doing little things around the house, but finding those things that we can do together. Because I think as we talked about doing those things together, help us feel closer together. So those are, those are some of my, my goals. Um, and then finally, of course, getting you to run with me. Uh, yeah. uh, that's yep. not, I've, I yep. liked all the other mm-hmm. stuff and not 10 K's, five K's. I don't know why people those. run. I told you that <laughs> it just makes no sense. That impact on your knees. No, that's no, just, that's, that's all. Just, those are all myths. We can go swimming. We can go walking. We can go bike riding. We can go roller skating. I'm going to sign us up for the Portland Marathon. No running. No. No. And then, you know, to, to, to be more spiritually sound, I think, is, is, is a goal for, for, for me to be a better spiritual leader in our home. I think will help us to be more spiritually sound. I believe that that's. I believe that that's a part of my duty as as husband, and I would like to fulfill that better, so that we can be more spiritually sound. In the times in which we are living, we know that, um, regardless of your belief system, even if you don't believe in God, it's hard to it's hard to argue that things are changing. If we look at mm-hmm. if we look at the world, if we look at the planet, we can see how things are changing. If we look at society the way we treat one another, you just, you just can't deny it that things are, are, are changing. And my, my spiritual belief tells me that it's not just happenstance. And I think if we look at history, we can see there have been enough, there have been enough, um, the roadmap is there to show us that things are changing. So that's, that's important. And that's valuable to me, um, to find ways to be better at that. So that's my goals. That's good goals. Yeah. yeah. As long as we have the same goals. Yes. So I'll get you some good running shoes and <laughs> we'll get on that right now. <laughs> so so are you gonna are you gonna come on the podcast again? I want to. Okay, cool. I'll look forward to it. 
Because like I said, we got. I really do want to get into a little bit more about Take 10 and some of the things that we learned there. And um, I believe I, I have learned that teaching things is a great way for me to to solidify those things. And um, so it'd be great to, to, to share those things with, with the listening audience. So thank you for being on the podcast. No, thank you. <laughs> silly um thank you guys for tuning in thank you for checking out the the fitness is a habit podcast um you can subscribe and share let folk know it's available on apple Podcasts and spotify and other places where you listen to your podcasts if you want to reach out to us you can hit us up on our email it's a fitness habit at gmail.com once again it's a fitness habit at gmail.com excited to remind everybody to look out for the episode coming up with our contributor david jackson aka dj og1 where we're talking about um topics for men uh men's health and 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 many other things and uh once again thank you so much so until we have an opportunity to connect again you guys be blessed and uh we'll see you soon peace <laughs>